doing this. Um, so this is going to sound really weird again because it's going to feel like I'm talking to loads of people, but I'm talking to two of you. Um, for those people watching it, this back on the replay, we will now over the next week or two, Amber's actually already on this, um, we'll be in the process of transferring all of you guys onto the new app, which is genuinely an absolute game, game changer because I know everyone has been moaning or the biggest thing they hate about the spreadsheets is just having to go through and log manually your calories, your steps, your training, all these different variables. The app now integrates into my fitness pal, your Apple Watch, your Fitbit, your Apple Health, all these different things so that it completely just it automatically transfers things across and makes your life a million times easier. The only things that you are going to have to track will be your body weight, unless you've got a pair of Fitbit scales that it can integrate as well. As Johnny found out and went and bought out a pair, <laughs> bought a pair of Fitbit scales, um, your training sessions, and then your check-ins will happen within the app as well. There's also a full messenger um, in there. So communication is going to be a million times easier. We're going to have to have everything in one place rather than signal spreadsheets, members there, all these different variables. Okay. Great thing is as well, we'll now be able to look at your actual tracking within my fitness pal, because we'll be able to see your diary and check if you're tracking accurately and recommend any food changes that we might be able to see. So picture won't mind me sharing this because he's one of my best mates. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we can see, I can see exactly what pictures had for breakfast, exactly what he's tracked for lunch. We can go in here and make comments. It's just going to mean that we can give you guys an even better service than we already were. And say so, so I think Amber's loving it and seeing some freaking incredible results. So Johnny's gonna take the reins and just kind of talk us over um, how to construct the perfect warm up. He's gonna try and not make it too complicated. And Amber, this is gonna be super useful for you because we know we wouldn't need to keep an eye on that back. And then anyone who does have any like questions or anything, please just drop them in the comments below. Um, and me or Johnny will get back to you over the next couple of days or something. You should have hosting access, brother. Uh, let me just swap it over now. Is that all good for everyone? Yeah, mate. All good. Perfect. So if you guys don't know me or haven't kind of heard me before, I'm basically Johnny, as Simon said. Um, bit of background. So I did an undergrad um, in sports conditioning, rehabilitation and massage. And I am about to hand in my dissertation uh, for my master's in central conditioning um, in about a week's time. And then hopefully I'll graduate in the summer. Um, so today we're going to talk about kind of the perfect warm up. Um, so a few kind of learning outcomes from today are that I want to kind of introduce you to a framework that all you guys can kind of use for your warm ups. I want you to understand the rationale and then kind of be able to explore and implement um, this framework in your own kind of warm up routine. So kind of get into it. So why do we warm up? Um, it's kind of a big question here. So most people kind of think of a warm up as something for like injury prevention. Um, yet there have been like multiple studies on this and they haven't really found any evidence to suggest that's true. So if that's the case, um, why do we warm up then? Um, basically, the best answer we can give is that we're trying to prep, prepare the body, both kind of physically and mentally for the upcoming exercise. Um, for instance, physically, um, you want to kind of increase the body's temperature 
of the muscles. You want to increase kind of the core temperature and you want to kind of increase blood flow. Now you want to do all of this because that will then improve muscular strength and muscular power, which you're going to want during your training session. So the big kind of um, thing that people kind of look up with warm-ups is like the traditional warm-up. Um, most people will kind of look at this as I'll hop on a bike for five minutes and then great, I'm going to go squat my one RM um, after kind of sitting on the bike for five minutes. And as I said before, you're not physically or mentally preparing the body well enough if you are just sitting on a bike. So the best way to think and look at a warm-up is, is kind of think about uh, a warm-up as a performance preparation. You're trying to prepare the body as best as possible to perform at its best for the oncoming exercise. So if we kind of then just start having a look at kind of some framework around this. So that was kind of the sciencey bit to it. And now we're kind of getting into more of the framework stuff. Um, so, as I said, think of it as performance preparation. It's an opportunity to get better and kind of fuel your session. Um, so the framework is basically called something called a ramp warm up. So basically ramp stands for raise, um, activate, mobilize and potentiate. And what we're kind of looking at here to do is we're gonna raise the core body's temperature, we're gonna activate the muscles, and we're gonna mobilize around the joints, so basically get kind of joint fluid going, um, and potentiate um, is basically where you're looking to do an activity um, that will improve kind of the following um, performance. So for instance, potentiate might be doing a body weight squat for then starting to progress up to kind of 70 kilos on the bar, whatever you're kind of doing. So the framework for ramp warm up is you want to look at kind of every muscle and every joint that you're about to work out. So if we kind of give you some examples around that. So for instance, as we talked about before, you want to raise the core temperature and the body temperature and the muscles. So a raise could be sitting on a bike. It's up to you. It could be going on a treadmill. Um, it could be on a cross trainer. It's whatever you like doing. It could be skipping. Some people really, really enjoy that. Now, as I said before, you want to go through each joint, starting at the bottom and going up. So for instance, for a lower body warm-up, or preparation, you're going to start to look at your ankle joint first. That is kind of the first joint you want to look at. You want to mobilize this joint because when you think about you're doing a movement such as a squat, what is happening um, in your ankle joint when you're squatting? It's moving over your foot. You need that range of motion in there, um, which is why you want to mobilize that joint. So a simple exercise for this would be knee to wall. It's about kind of standing a couple of inches away and all you're going to do as it says is put your knee to the wall bring your foot further and further back um, as you kind of start to get warmer and warmer the body's quite cool in this way also um, because the next joint you look at is your knee 
and you want to activate and stabilize that joint. So you want to activate the muscles, the kind of muscles you want to look at um, actually around your knee. Um, so glute bridge with a band is perfect. The band's going to go around your knee. You're looking to stabilize that knee, knee joint. So not you don't want to move that knee joint outwards or inwards. You want it nice locked in place. Um, and again, same with kind of monster walks. Um, the, as I said before, the body's really cool because it goes mobilize, then it goes kind of activate and stabilize, and then it goes mobilize again. So as you kind of go through the joints, you see there's a pattern of mobilize, then activate, then mobilize, then activate, and so on. So it's kind of an easy way to remember it. Again, hip joint, you wanna think about mobilizing your hip joint. So leg swings, forward and backwards. Um, you also wanna think about in which ways do joints move? So for instance, your hip joint not only goes forward and backwards, it also goes side to side. So you need to think about that as well during your warm-up. is think about kind of where the joint goes and how kind of it rotates. Um, as I said, kind of then going through like another lower body one, um, lumbar spine. Again, most people when they're squatting or deadlifting, or doing kind of any movements. Um, normally, quite a few people say, oh, my back's hurting or so forth like that. So you really wanna stabilize that trunk and stabilize that core. Um, and the big one people think about is called the McGill Big Three. Um, these are great kind of rehab exercises as well for anyone with a bad back. Um, basically, uh, his name is Stuart McGill. Um, he did a massive study um, and he proved by doing these three exercises, it actually reduces back pain. Um, so it's quite simply a plank, side plank, and it's called a McGill curl up. Um, if any of you want to kind of research that. Other parts to kind of think about of a warm up is, of course, any individual kind of prehab stuff as well. And everyone's going to be different with that. So, for instance, for me, I've had groin surgery um, a couple of years ago. It's something I need to stay on top of. So a good thing for me to do is an exercise such as Copenhagen's, where of course, I'm gonna be kind of stabilizing around that hip joint and kind of activating my groin muscles. Um, so you've kind of seen there that you go through a raise um, and activate or mobilize. And then the last thing you do is actually touch the barbell, which is your potentiate. So for instance, if you're gonna do a squat or a leg press, you want to do the lightest possible weight. And then a really simple kind of warm up to do would be lightest possible weight. So the bar, do it for eight reps. Then, for instance, for me, this is personalized to my warm up. I will do five reps at 70 kilos. I'll then go three reps at 120 and one rep at 170 kilos. Before then, I'll look to do my top set. Um, and basically it's very simple, very easy. So the numbers don't matter, but the actual reps do. So go five, uh, go eight reps, uh, then go a bit heavier and go five reps, then go a bit heavier, go three reps, then go a bit heavier, go one. It kind of seems long, but like I said to you before, you're looking to kind of improve um, and activate the body so that you can perform the best for that crucial top set. Johnny, just on that, 
Um, I think people have got to look at it from a, like a, it's an opportunity to switch on as well, especially if you're coming, maybe yeah. coming after work, your head's still going on there. Yeah, is that mental aspect as well. Uh, not only preparing your body physically, but literally go in and right, go right. This is my 10, 10 minutes to kind of warm up, kind of get my mind right, focused on what I'm about to do. And like I said, it's like you said, it's a massive opportunity to improve and have that mindset in place. Um, as you said, most people are trying to get away from like work and stuff and they're probably thinking about different things. So it's a nice kind of time to hit that reset button and really focus in on what you want to achieve from that session. And then if someone wants to squat 50 kilos, what would you, what would your weights be? Your warm-ups? Um, so again, I would probably go lightest weight as possible. So you want to maybe look at something just as a body weight squat. So a zombie squat. Um, 50 kilos you're probably looking to gradually load it the same way so you would still do five reps but I would probably only put 30 kilos on the bar then I'd probably go three reps at something like 40 um, and then I'd go one rep at 45 before then you do that top set at 50 um, and it's just a nice little sequence to kind of build up to that top set. Um, as I said, it's gonna prepare the body. It's gonna get the body used to kind of the weights and used to kind of building up that technique um, that people really can really benefit from that kind of extra sets and extra technique work. Awesome, love it. Yeah, I think it's just for people thinking, particularly when you're doing your first main compound movement, so your squats, your bench presses, your deadlifts, your heavy hip extensions, your RDLs, it's massively, massively, massively important that you do this if you're looking to, one, lower risk of injury, two, get the most out of those sessions, um, and three, just have the best performance. So once you get further down your sessions, you know, more into kind of your secondary movements, like leg extensions, maybe you just do one set just to get a feel for it, but this is going to be for your main lifts. Okay. So yeah, this is kind of that 10 minute period before you're kind of getting into that main lift. And as I said, by the time you get to those kind of um, supplementary or accessory lifts, you're normally pretty warm. So you might only need like one set to kind of, as Simon said, just kind of build up to it. Um, but yeah, that's the lower body. Very, very similar kind of sequence for the upper body. Again, you want to raise. Again, that could be two minutes on the rowing machine. Um, if you have a ski erg, could be like two minutes on ski erg, anything like that. But all you're trying to do is just raise the body temperature again. Um, same sequence again. So looking here at your thoracic spine, which is basically your mid back. Um, it's somewhere again. So if you look here, it's the same sequence. So we've gone from your lower back, which you're trying to stabilize. And then the next sequence is a bit higher up. So that mid back you're trying to kind of mobilize. So again, think about the back and how it rotates. So it rotates kind of side to side, but it also kind of goes up and down as well. So kind of just think about that when you're looking at, as I said, warming up. Shoulders again, there's two different joints you can look at in the shoulder, but basically you're doing a bit of both. You're stabilizing um, as well as activating. So some good exercises for here scat push-ups, um, banded kind of external rotations, especially for people who have kind of shoulder injuries or uh, rotator cuff issues. 
that's kind of a perfect kind of exercise for them. That's me. Um, banded pull apart again, kind of hands in the middle, literally as it says on the tin, pull the band apart. And the pass and stretch is kind of having a band kind of raising it over your head and back behind your back and then just bringing it through again. It's just kind of activating that shoulder joint, making sure kind of the fluid's getting all moving through there. And exact same again, any kind of prehab exercises, like I said, rotator cuffs, internal, external rotations with a band, perfect. Again, that's individual, depending on kind of who you are. And then last thing again is potentiate. So bench press, um, you could do like a, just a push up if you really wanted, if you wanted to take it back that far. Um, but like same thing again, with the bar, do eight reps, then maybe 40 kilos for five, 70 kilos for three, one rep at 90, and then you top set. Like we kind of said before, the numbers are irrelevant. It's more about kind of the reps and building up to that top set, kind of getting your body right physically as well as mentally for that. Anything to add there, so? No, I just think the biggest takeaway from everyone from this is when you're warming up, think about what you're doing. Lots of people said, the warm-up isn't just something um, that you're kind of there to use, and it's not just there for nothing. It's a very important part of the process. And if you're putting in that extra little bit of work, that extra little 1% in your warm-up, that will affect your session. And you can, as we've said before, it's scientifically proven that you will have better performance levels um, in your training sessions as well. 100%. So as we were saying, some basic kind of takeaways from that is the framework you really need to look at is a ramp warm-up. So you want to raise the body temperature, activate and mobilize the joints, um, go up the body joint by joint. Um, and then, like I said, the last thing you want to do is potentiate. So anything that's similar to the exercise you're about to do. And like I said, slowly progress up to that top set. Don't just load the top set on the bar and think that you're going to smash it out. Um, like I said, we're trying to get the best performance possible and doing those extra little things is going to make all the difference. Um, so if you guys kind of want to go away and you want to look at places with information, um, the article that kind of we've all, well, I've all looked at for my uh, masters is in Jeffrey's kind of warm up revisited. Um, it's a public document. You can go look it up if you're really that scientific and love it. However, for those of you who like watching a video, um, which is me included, the Australian strength coach delivers some really, really good high quality um, information and videos um, anywhere kind of on his Instagram or on his YouTube channel, just kind of type it in honestly and he goes through it step by step of exactly what he's doing and why he's doing it um, very simple very easy to copy um, but as i said guys that is kind of the perfect warm-up bit of framework for you bit of kind of knowledge um, as to kind of what you're trying to do whilst warming up and then like i said a couple of examples in there um, just to give you some direction of kind of what you can do for your own sessions yeah johnny just on those in terms of the lower body warm-up, the upper body warm-up, when you're activating and mobilizing, mm -hmm. what's like sets and reps or how much time should people be spending on each So again, I would say this is very individualized. And the reason I haven't put sets and reps is that it should be done kind of on your personal preference. 
for instance, if you don't feel warmed up enough and you feel like you're a bit stiff and sore, you might do a few more reps um, than not kind of thing. If you're pretty fresh and you're feeling pretty warm, you might do a bit less. Now, to give people kind of a ballpark figure is at least go through all the exercises once, at least. Um, and you're looking to do at least one set of between, I would say, anywhere between eight to kind of 15 reps. Because as we said before, you're just looking to kind of activate. It shouldn't be anything too heavy or too stressful, um, but you should be kind of warming the body up so that you're building up to that heavy set. Um, and you can see that throughout kind of the warm up, how it starts nice and light. And then as you kind of go through the warm up, the intensity builds up as you go. Priming. Priming, exactly. My favorite word, prime baby, prime. Um, amazing, thank you very much, mate. Um, Amber, have you got any questions? I know this is something that we've definitely spoken about briefly. Yeah. Um... No, I don't think I've got any questions. That's pretty clear. And you just clarify, I was going to say about how many reps, but you just said that. I think if, if you don't feel that warm, I would do kind of a couple of sets of it. Um, so I would always judge it based on how you're feeling, but at least go through every single exercise once. Um, like I said, anywhere between eight to 15 reps, depending on the person and how you're feeling. Yeah. I skipped my warm up last week and hurt my back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think from, from me, the biggest thing that I see clients miss and the biggest mistakes that I see people make is they're doing an upper body warm up and they jump on a bike. Yeah, and you're like, how, how are you preparing? You might be preparing mentally, but that's physically, it's got really nothing to do with what you're about to do to your body. Yeah. So it's just about us being a little bit more conscious and thinking about doing things with intention. You know, if you're training your upper body, you're going to have to do something where you're moving your upper body and it's actually using. So rowing is going to be a, a great option, even a cross trainer, because at least you get to move your arms. Um, but just think about what am I using here? What am I trying to get out of it? What's the intent and why am I doing it? Yeah. Constantly have that awareness and that self um kind of yeah self-awareness to be able to think exactly what's going on okay and everyone will absolutely crush it and amber your homework is to go and look at the stuart mcgill big three okay Thanks. because it will hey you're a teacher change, change my life honestly i do it before every single squat and deadlift session i do i will i will literally do it before every single one <laughs> and johnny and johnny used to be a walking cripple with his back so oh yeah yeah, and now he's fairly strong so i'll give him i'll, I'll, I'll let him off for that um, yeah amber any questions we'll log off i know anyone who's watching this back can just drop it in the comments yeah you're gonna speak thank you you're welcome hopefully we'll have a few more people on live next week next week's going to be an absolute belter i think i will confirm it but next week is going to be wednesday but next week is going to be Kieran, the high performance um, mindset coach. And he's going to be doing some stuff on comparison. So people who compare their chapter one to other people's chapter 10 and different things like that, why I'm here and they're there. But Kieran's incredible. I know there's a handful of our clients who have done sessions with him. Um, I've always said it. I generally put one of like, I've learned more working with Kieran and about myself in the last like three, four months than I had in the last 24 years. So He's a pretty special guy and uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. So have an amazing one guys and I will see you next week.